Hey y'all, welcome back to the Half Course Shot. Today, let's talk about some teams that started off slow but are picking things up right now, surging them to the playoff contention level. Um, Yeah, as we know, we have around 10 to 15 more games in the NBA season, maybe a little bit more if you, if you want to count the teams that have been stopped or postponed due to um, COVID, stuff like that. But overall, we have around 10 to 15 more games left in the regular season. Felt like time flew by so fast. It felt like I was just talking about the regular season, doing my um, power rankings and stuff like that. But yeah, man, here we are. Um, there are a couple surprising names. I know I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but um, this is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be talking about some of the teams that have started off slow and are making their way to the top right now. Um, starting off with the Boston Celtics. They are currently sitting at 31-26, and 26, which puts them at the number 4 seed in the Eastern Conference. And more than just record, we did kind of expect them to be a top 5 team in the East. Um, I don't really see anybody under them that could top them. Um, Talent-wise and on paper, this team is very, very good. You have the two Jays. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, obviously leading the pack, averaging well over 20-plus points per game. And um, the team's looking really good right now, man. Um, They've won their last eight out of their ten and um, have really made this push from when I previously talked about this, um, I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, something like that, where they were sitting at the eighth seed. Um, yeah, which is kind of crazy. And then another team that I want to talk about is the New York Knicks. Um, I mentioned them before and I mentioned, and I will mention them again, except this time they're sitting well above 500 at a record of 30 and 27, winning their last six out of their 10. Um, Julius Randle, man, dropped a second 40 plus, um, 40 plus night. Um, he put up, I think 44 points, I think, um, and yeah, he's been hooping. RJ Barrett's been hooping. The entire team's really been hooping. And they've been doing this without Mitchell Robinson playing extremely well either. Um, and then you have another team like the Miami Heat, who are currently sitting at the seventh seed. Obviously, this is kind of underwhelming considering that they did make the NBA Finals last year. And yeah, I mean, they made it there as, as a low seed. I'm not saying it will happen again, but I mean... You can never count on a guy that works so hard like Jimmy Butler and that entire team. Their chemistry just matches so well. He's such a leader. And overall, as long as this team makes the playoffs, I think they can beat anybody in the Eastern Conference. Um, And then another team, which is the Toronto Raptors, who have been surprisingly bad this year. They're sitting at a solid 23 and 34. Obviously, um, with Kyle R being out a couple of games, that hurts them a lot but overall i would have thought that this team would have at least at least been in playoff contention and i hope that um they win their next couple push them into the play playing tournament and potentially make it to the playoffs from there and then we go into the western conference we have a team like the denver nuggets who yes did start off slow but are getting a lot better um they have won eight of their last 10 and are sitting at 36 and 20 Right now, obviously, the injury to, Jam- to Jamal Murray is is heartbreaking. Um, prayers up to him. I hope that um, he recovers fast. But from what we know right now, he's not returning for the end of the season, and it's not he's not going to be back for their playoff run. Um, and yeah, Jamal Murray's just been a big part of their organization um, from the moment that he's 
gotten to the team. I think him and Jokic are definitely the two leaders of Denver. And I think without him, the Nuggets are going to struggle a little bit more. Obviously, in the playoffs, um, we know that he's a very good playoff performer um, in the bubble, at least from what we've seen. And yeah, it does suck um, not knowing that he's not going to be there for the further playoff run this year. Um, and then moving on, we have the Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'll first start off by talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they're sitting at 29 and 26, which is well above 500, I would say. They're sitting at the 8th seed currently, and they've won 7 of their last 10. And remind you, this is all without Jaron Jackson Jr., who, in my opinion, he is the second best player on the team behind John Morant. Um... John Morant, numbers-wise, he's doing fine. I don't think he's averaging 20 points. I could be wrong. But, yeah, numbers-wise, he's not really... Well, obviously, he is their top guy. But um, I think this is more of a team um, team winning games, team playing well, rather than just John Morant doing his thing and carrying a team like a couple of the teams that are sitting at the top of their um, given conference. Um, yeah, but Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, coming back at the end of April, super pumped for that. Um, yeah, I really miss seeing him out on the court, and I think that he is going to be a huge addition to this Memphis Grizzlies offense. Um, and yeah, the former number four overall pick is ready to make his impact at the end of April, which is very, very soon. Um, and I do think the Memphis Grizzlies are a lock into the playoffs. Call me crazy, but I think they are a lock into the playoffs. I don't see any of the teams below them um, making it above them. And then, yeah, and then lastly, I'm going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Dallas Mavericks have won their last six of their 10, so sitting at 30 and 25. And man, can I say, this guy, Luka Doncic, he is good. He is really, really good. Um, he is looking like the future face of the NBA, and I've been saying that since the day... Um, since really like his first season, um, um, as a as a guy as a fan of the University of Arizona, I was more spotlighting DeAndre Ayton when he got drafted as number one overall pick, and as a Sacramento Kings fan, Marvin Bagley going two. Those were like my two hopes and prayers, but obviously, say, seeing that they were um, two of the more weaker players in the top five, I'm not saying that they are having bad bad careers by any means. I think they're both playing great. Um, DeAndre Ayton is helping the Suns win a lot of games, but Luka Doncic has been the clear, clear winner of that draft. And I think the Dallas Mavericks did a great job trading up to number three to get him. And him and Chris Porzingis are doing a great job leading this team. Um, obviously, this Mavericks team was, wasn't was even top eight at the beginning of the year. And um, Luka Doncic was shooting poorly, and Chris Porzingis was... You know, not playing well or out with injury or something. But now that their team is fully healthy, their bench is doing their thing, their starting lineups doing their thing, and this team could honestly beat any team—a team that took the Clippers to seven games last year. Um, yeah, this team is good, man. Um, and then, well, I guess I'll talk about one more team, which is the New Orleans Pelicans, who are currently sitting at the 11 seed, um, which is a little bit surprising because. As you know, Zion Williamson has had very high expectations from the day that he got all of his coverage in high school to his Duke days to the day he got drafted first overall. 
Um, they're sitting at 25 and 31, which doesn't put them that much behind the 10 seeded Spurs. Um, but they've lost six out of their last 10, and that is a little bit scary to see because although Zion Williamson, although Brandon Ingram, although Lonzo Ball are both are, are all playing great, um, I just don't think their bench is strong enough to elevate them to contenders, really. I think they could be like borderline playoff. They could be a borderline playoff team. But unless a guy like Lonzo steps up to like a near third all-star type level, I don't think their bench is going to be enough to carry them. They are going to have to make some changes. And I think um, for this season, I think uh, it's very, the waters are very shallow for them. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is kind of a shorter episode, but I did want to just talk about that. Obviously, the Jazz are still remaining hot um, with their 42-15 and 15 record. And the Suns right behind them with the 8-2 and two record. Um, I remember I, I actually saw a video uh, um, today just, you know, scrolling through Instagram. It's talking about, um, like, whatever, do something if you see a player better than Donovan Mitchell. And there were names like DeJounte Murray, Colin Sexton, who... I think are significantly worse than Donovan Mitchell at their point in their careers. Um, I think everyone will agree, unless you're like a diehard Sexton fan or a diehard um, Spurs fan or DeJounte Murray. I really, and even then, I feel like you'd be crazy to say that Donovan Mitchell is a worse player than them. And then came up guys like Zach Levine, Shea Gillis Alexander, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, who are all kind of debatable. Um, but in my personal opinion, I think Donovan Mitchell is, one, better than Zach Levine. I think, one, he is better than Shea Gilgis Alexander. Numbers-wise, you could really put one on top of the other for both of them. But I think in terms of team success, um, team winning, leadership ability, the, um, the ability to make big plays and just be an electric player and fun player to watch i think donovan mitchell does top them on that shake goes alexander obviously the, the thunder aren't having a great year um and then the jazz is sitting at the one seed um i the way i think about it is if you switch donovan mitchell and shay to their respective teams what 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 would it be like? Would would the Jazz still be the first seed, and would the Thunder still be this bad or worse, maybe? Um, and the answer to that is, I think Donovan Mitchell would make the Thunder a much 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 better team than they are right now than Shea does. Um, I think Shea, no disrespect to him, he's one of my favorite players in the leagues. I think he is kind of putting up empty stats because his team's not winning. Um, this is kind of just a development year. This is part of their rebuild as they've grabbed about a million picks this offseason. Um, yeah, I think um, this is kind of a rebuild year for them. And I think this is time for Shea to develop, get better, um, get a better hold of the NBA. And just, you know, when that team is good and when the time comes, Shea is going to be their top guy, ready for them to go, putting up 25 a night. Uh, dishing out the ball and just being the big point guard he is um but yeah in this point of their careers obviously things could change um i think donovan mitchell is better than the two of them and then come bradley beal and and, uh, devin booker i think bradley beal and devin booker are both better than donovan mitchell i think devin booker is a top three shooting guard in the nba right now um and for 
Donovan Mitchell, I don't think I could say the same because you have guys like James Harden and, of course, Bradley Beal. Um, the, and for Bradley Beal, yes, you could counter my argument with the same argument that I gave for Shea putting up empty stats on a bad Wizards team. But Bradley Beal has been super consistent throughout his entire year, and he's been super loyal to this Wizards organization, playing with two um, two different point guards that kind of play the same way, Russell Westbrook and John Wall. And I think um, just overall, I think you could say that the um, that the Wizards have been winning their last couple games. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've won like five or six of their last ten, and I think Russell Westbrook is playing very well. And as a guy who's considered a ball hog, um, if you're going to play with someone that's considered a ball hog, you have to, um, I guess, you you lose your touches. But Bradley Beal hasn't really been doing that. He's still putting up great numbers, still hitting clutch shots. Um, obviously, we know him. He was an all-star starter this year. And I think in this point in their careers, I think Bradley Beal is better. Could be a little bit biased because I've known Bradley Beal longer. I've watched him play longer, and I've seen what he could do. Donovan Mitchell can't say the same. Um, and for Devin Booker, Devin Booker is putting up great numbers on decent efficiency on a very good team, similar to Donovan Mitchell. Um, and people can give the argument, oh, Devin Booker. Um, doesn't have the leadership abilities that Donovan Mitchell does. Like he needed Chris Paul or whatever, whatever. But remind you that Devin Booker led the Suns team without Chris Paul, 8-0 in the bubble. He averaged a crazy amount of points. And he hit so many clutch shots. Um, obviously, g- given the unfortunate situation they were in already, he made the best um, out of what they got. And, um, and he went undefeated when it came into the... Um, when it came into the last eight games of the season, they went 8-0, beat teams like the Clippers. Um, and yeah, Devin Booker's really proven himself and showed that he really is a superstar in the NBA. And as of right now, I think Devin Booker is a lot better than Donovan Mitchell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. There's a lot that I want to talk about. Um, the MVP race and just... What's gonna happen now that Donovan Mitchell's for the um is injured for the Jazz? What's gonna happen um for the Lakers? Are things gonna be the same when LeBron and AD come back with the addition of Andre Drummond? Um, things like that. Um, are the 76ers are they fluky one seed or are they just gonna are they gonna ride it out? Are they gonna perform as we've kind of expected? And then we have the Brooklyn Nets who are kind of like. It's kind of like a Cinderella story right now. Um, They went all in this year. And yeah, I'm just super excited to talk about all these things in the future. But for now, this was kind of just talking about the standings and and that shooting guard position. Um, But yeah, that's been all for me. Kind of a spontaneous random episode. Kind of talked about whatever that came up into my mind. Didn't really have a plan. But um, I hope this was entertaining. I hope this was fun. Maybe I'll do this more. But yeah, this was just coming straight off whatever came into my head. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan Park, and this has been the Half Course Shot. See you guys next week.